Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Stewardship Leader. I'm your host, Leo Sabo, and today I'd like to address a topic that we rarely talk about, and that topic is failure. No one likes to fail, especially at something as important as personal finances. First, it's because we are stewards of God's resources. We're entrusted to manage well and multiply what God has put into our hands. That's a weighty responsibility. Second, the emotional and sometimes physical pain of financial stress and the shame that accompanies it, are difficult to bear. Yet, it's unreasonable to think you can achieve financial success without experiencing some failure along the way. Some degrees of failure or setbacks, as much as we wish they were not, are inevitable. What determines if you'll succeed in the future is what you do after you fail. Our reaction to failure matters. Stephen Covey, in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, wrote, Your attitude determines your altitude. How we feel about failure and our reaction to it is of significance. It can motivate us to do better, or it may cause us to quit, to give up, and to settle for a mediocre life. A few years ago, I took a very difficult test, which I failed. I knew it would be a long shot to pass it the first time, since the statistics showed that 80% of those who tested had failed the first time. However, this did not comfort me as I sat in my car after the test was over. I sat there for a while wrestling with my thoughts and my emotions. Thoughts of quitting were definitely entertained. But in the end, I assessed the situation and determined I would try again. I'm no stranger to failure, as I'm sure neither are you. The difference between today and 25 years ago is that I am better at processing failure. I've learned that failure is not about who I am. Failure is something that happens to me, sometimes because of my own doing and sometimes because of circumstances that are out of my control. I am not a failure because I fail. That is, unless I decide to quit and let the failure define me. Failure is quite common in the people we meet in the scripture. Outside of Jesus, I can't think of one person that did not fail in some way or reveal some character flaw that no doubt caused them to fail, even if the scripture doesn't tell us that part of their story. Some of them rose above it, and some never did. There is no shortage of examples in the Bible of people who fail, Do you ever wonder why God shared those details about these people with us? Well, if you know the character of God, how good he is, you know it's not to rub our noses in it. It's to help us realize that failure is bound to happen, but it doesn't have to be the end of our story. Financial failure is very common among some of the most successful and wealthiest people we know. In fact, most of them say early failure is what motivated them toward their success. They were not willing to go down without a fight or to be defined by their failure. And they credit this as the secret to their success, that they learned from their failures and refused to give up. We all have a desire to someday stand before God and hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. I don't know about you, but I have this ability to recall all my failures in great detail but I can easily forget those times when I did things right. 
Am I the only one who does this? I wish I was, but I know that we all seem to measure the effectiveness of our stewardship more by our failures than by our successes. It's a flaw that we have because of sin and its effects on us. But it's not useful or beneficial in the long run. We should confess our failures, ask God to forgive us, and He will. He says so. But then we must forgive ourselves, because if we don't, failure will always have a negative and long-lasting impact in our lives. So I want to share four things with you that you can do when you fail, so that failure can have the positive impact in your life it was designed to have. Yes, you heard me right. Failure is intended by God to change your life for the better. Number one, embrace the fact that failure is part of the journey. You don't know what you don't know. Your lack of knowledge or experience often leads to failure. However, if you have the right perspective on what failure is, it will not deter you from future success. A good definition of failure is the action or state of not functioning. Thomas Edison performed 1,000 tests before he was able to make the incandescent light bulb work. To Edison, each test provided a result, a failure, that served to prove that a specific element he was testing did not work. His process of testing over and over eliminated many elements until he came upon the one that finally worked. Number two, know that failure is not about you. It's not easy to separate your failure from who you are, but you must. What's important to remember is that failure is not about who you are personally. It is the result of actions you take. It's much harder to bounce back when you take failure and connect it to your personality or your value as a person. To the people who love you, who you are does not change whether you fail or succeed. Your friends and family love you for who you are, not what you do. Equally important, experiencing failure will often make you wiser and more compassionate which give you more capacity to make a difference in the world. This episode of the Stewardship Leader Podcast is sponsored by SoundMind Investing. SoundMind Investing helps Christians invest for God's purposes and according to His principles. Founded over 30 years ago, SMI offers a subscription-based investment service that provides time-tested, rules-based investment strategies. In addition, the company equips stewardship ministries with the materials they need in order to offer biblical investing workshops and small groups. To learn more about SoundMind Investing, visit our website at soundmindinvesting.com. Here's the third thing to do when you fail. Don't quit. There's a good chance when you experience failure that you'll think about quitting. It's a normal reaction to disappointment and hardship. This is exasperated when failure is personalized and taken to heart. To overcome this temptation, you must remind yourself, literally and out loud, that deep down you are still you, that this failure is not a reflection of who you are. Sure, the thing you tried didn't work. You didn't pass the test or get the job, but if you compare your situation with every other extremely successful person out there, you'd find that you're in good company. Stay focused, try again, and you will succeed. Number four. You can't change the past, so move on. Failure can have an emotional impact on us, especially if we personalize the failure. We can get stuck thinking, if only I had fill in the blank. When in reality, the moment has passed and there's nothing you can do to change it. The best thing you can do after a failure is to assess the situation, learn from it, make course correction, and get right back to it as soon as possible. Your ability to reframe 
A difficult life event is directly related to your ability to move on in a healthy way. Don't play the role of a victim when a failure occurs. Refuse to let self-degrading thoughts take hold and don't allow anger to control you. Communicate with those closest to you and stay accountable to at least one person that will encourage you and help you stay the course. Having the right perspective on failure is so important to success. When you understand that failure is but another step on the ladder of success, it will free you up to do more, to have courage, and to stay focused on your goals. If you're currently experiencing a financial challenge, don't let it define who you are. Keep trying, keep going, keep doing your best. In time, your situation will get better and you'll be on solid ground again. All right, so let me review the four things to do when you fail. Number one, embrace the fact that failure is part of the journey. Number two, know that failure is not about you. Number three, don't quit. And of course, number four, you can't change the past, so move on. Now, at the risk of sounding like this is a way to succeed in life without the spiritual side of things, let me just emphasize why this is such an important topic for us as believers. You and I have the greatest calling in life, and that's to serve God and to reveal Him to those who don't know him. And the problem with us is that we are just as broken as the people that we're trying to introduce to the Savior. Because once we were broken, and if we go about our life struggling to keep our head up and to succeed in the things that we need to do, the things that God has called us to do, then we're not going to be very convincing in our case for Christ. And it is my desire that we will be successful, not in the world's eyes, but in God's eyes. But that takes intentionality, it takes hard work, and it takes the ability to understand who we are in Christ, knowing that we have something in us that's greater than the world can provide. And that our success really isn't measured by this world's standard, that it's only measured by what Christ does in us and through us. And that is the reason why coming out of failure is so important is that we would not stay at a place of defeat, that we would be like Jesus, that we would never give up, and that we will do just as he's done to accomplish all the work that the Father has given us to do. I hope this message encourages you. If you are experiencing failure or you're just looking at where you are today and wish you were at a different place, a better place, let me tell you this, wherever you are, God is right there with you. He can help you both understand your circumstances, but more importantly, he can help you move forward. If we can help you in that journey, especially as it relates to your financial stewardship, we're here to serve you and your church. Let us come alongside you. Let us help you create a ministry that will help you to minister to your people and help them be good stewards of all that God has entrusted to them. That's why we exist, to equip and train pastors and church leaders to teach God's financial principles to their congregations. And of course, that means that they have to live it out themselves. So if we can help you with that, we would love to do so. You can connect with us through our website at christianstewardshipnetwork.com, or you can email us at info at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. In the meantime, take advantage of some of the resources that we created on our website. There's these podcasts, and of course, there's blogs and other content videos that will help you to understand this important topic of stewardship and generosity. It is my hope that this episode has helped you in some way. And if it has, please share it with someone. But in the meantime, thank you for spending the time with us. And we'll see you next time on Stewardship Leader.